This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. Become a patron today at patreon.com forward slash into the portal. Hello, and welcome back into the portal. I'm Amber Ray. And I'm Andrew McKay. And we're back with some freaky stuff. A, f- a freaky film Friday. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Back again, film Friday. It's been, a, it's been a minute. What was the last film Friday, actually? Oh, Lord, don't even ask me. Don't even ask Amber. I know, it's been a trip. Your, your brain's focused on... The dark side of the moon I right now, so, so trivia is not uh, ideal at the moment, I suppose. 90s classic yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Here we are. Film mm-hmm. Friday. It is a 90s classic film, 1990. I actually can't recall if this was actually a listener-suggested film or just a, a fun one that we found on Tubi. I think it's a Tubi if it, find. I think it was a Tubi <laughs> find. If you did reach out and suggest this film and you're not getting the shout-out right now, I do apologize. <laughs> Hit us up. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find a way to, uh, to make that right. But... Yeah, we're talking about Dark Side of the Moon today. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed this, actually. it's uh, It kind of touches on a bunch of different paranormal plots that we've discussed over the years with the show. Portals. Yeah. Portals. The, the, uh, the, the devil, possibly. The devil or just demonic something out there. I don't know. It's it's crazy. we got, yeah, demonic space entities, the infamous Bermuda Triangle, and what else? Just some... I feel like the triangles have just been coming up over and over again for us on mm. the different things we've it's, been covering lately. That's actually true, yeah. I don't know why we're just drawn to triangles. Pyramids, but triangles, all sorts of I things. was actually quite caught off guard, to be totally honest with you, because we go into these movies most of the time. We don't read the synopsis before going in <laughs> a lot of the time. Well, we they're get, so vague, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, like, and, and that's just it. I hate modern trailers for that, where you just you start to watch a trailer, and then you're like, okay, I'm halfway through this trailer, and I feel like I've seen the entire movie, so I'm going to turn it off. Yeah. You don't always get that with the older ones. So, like, we went in this into this thinking, I mean, I went into this thinking, I was expecting, you know, r- you know, weird ripoff or alternate version of, like, Alien, basically. It had mm. those vibes. Yeah, yeah, know? totally. Because uh, we had recently watched one, I can't remember the name of it, but we had seen one that was kind of similar. I think it was that. called Creature. Oh, yeah. And it was also yeah. a 90s one. I think it was and 96. Cocoon. Cocoon. We've watched a bunch lately that We've are fantastic. But the again, like a classic 90s or 80s or even 70s sci-fi film, this is the date mm-hmm. they're working with here. In the year 2022. <laughs> <laughs> so last year. <laughs> right, so last year. Uh, Space Corps 1. So this is essentially the plot. We'll give you a little brief rundown here before we get into all the paranormal awesome juiciness. Space Corps 1. It's this uh, work vessel, essentially, with a crew trained to repair new nuclear-armed satellites in the year 2022. They're on the way, on their way out to repair one of these satellites, and this is from the IMDB page I'm kind of reading from here, you guys. They're on their way out to repair one of these satellites that's located near Earth's moon when the ship suffers this mysterious catastrophic systems failure, and they've got no power. They're running out of oxygen because they don't have the systems to convert it. They're heading towards this area known as Centris B-40, otherwise known as the dark side of the moon. Mm-hmm. So here we are. The dark side of the moon. And they also kind of allude to this other, well, I don't know if it's that early in the plot now that I'm thinking about it, like the, the triangle aspect. I think that also, it's almost like a prism that connects the dark side of the moon to Earth. 
specifically the Bermuda Triangle area. Right. And they start to zero in on this area as the plot unfolds, I guess. But that's a little bit later on. Yeah, in a minute or two, yeah. so to speak. Do you mm-hmm. want to just sort of get into this as we break it down, like, piece by piece? Because it starts off, like, pretty paranormal and juicy right from the get-go. You get, like, yeah. a ghost ship essentially. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the crew's in this situation. They've got all systems down. They're starting to panic because it's it's a dire situation. And because they are entering into this zone, this dark side of the moon, they can't really enact other things like, say, like a solar alternative because they're in this specific area. So they're kind of in a pinch and they've only got, I think they say, less than 24 hours, less than 12 hours, maybe the one guy says before things start to get bad which seems like such a dicey thing from the get-go it's like Mm -hmm. if something goes wrong i mean obviously this was everything going wrong at once but it's like okay something goes wrong with your oxygen system you're in space and all of a sudden it's just oh you just got 12 hours that seems like Mm -hmm. not a lot of time well maybe just because it is they are just a crew they're pretty expendable to the entire operation you imagine but maybe that has something to do with it i don't know it just made me think about the recent makes me shiver just thinking about the recent uh submarine search and obviously that was a very small vessel and they had what was it they had 70 72 hours worth of oxygen Something if if it like actually that. survived if that it. long if it wasn't the, <laughs> if it wasn't the yikes yeah catastrophic implosion yeah it's one of the most horrifying things i could imagine quite frankly but so is space so space, is space close second the sheer freakiness of being in space coupled with paranormal happenings makes for a pretty juicy plot yeah absolutely and, and, and right, it gets it even juicier and it comes right away and, yeah. and you know andrew likes a good fast opener no lollygagging no ninny nannying around here <laughs> ninny nannying <laughs> yes. that's a new one <laughs> So we get this mysterious object, an incoming object. Uh, The crew becomes aware of this pretty quickly. Right. And it's pretty spooky. This thing is actually an old USS shuttle, which, you know, for for us, we're thinking, okay, this could be relevant. But for this crew, it actually indicates that this is a very old vessel because we don't actually have the NASA system, you know, those shuttle missions happening. So this is a very old... It was an out-of-service, yeah. An out-of-service out vessel. Yeah. That should not have been in space. That would have been re- reclaimed, right? It would have either been... around, just yes. like a ghost vessel. Spooky. And yet for them, it could potentially be a glimmer of hope because they are in this situation. So, of course, they're trying to make contact and they're not really getting any response back. But they end up docking with it anyway. It mysteriously comes into their orbit. They're able to successfully dock with this. And it's weird because they're just not getting any answers from the other side. And it's kind of funny. We get this guy Jennings. He's kind of the classic... Well, I can't, I called him the the military guy because he I think he refers to it a couple of times. But he's a little yes. hard-headed, a little bit... I don't know, whatever. And he's he's all confused. Why would they connect to us? Like, you know, like expecting there to be a crew still? Like, you know, you'd that's imagine... That's the thing. That's... It's like, obviously you guys are desperate and immediately, yeah. like, not really using your brains. Because it's like, if this was supposed to be an out-of-commission vessel, you're trying to reach out. Like, these guys are going to be, like, in their... If they were in their 40s or 50s as the crew when they were launched, like, this was supposed to be decades old. So they'd be, like, in their ni- in their 80s still they living on have, the ship. They wouldn't even have enough oxygen or that, food or anything. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. And this ship looks like it's been to hell and back. And they do make the comment uh, right away. So, again, this kind of alludes to some something inexplicable that has happened aboard this USS shuttle. And right off the bat, like you said, I do love a quick... I do love a quick... Mm-hmm. Intro- introduction to a film, getting me right into it right away with the paranormal stuff. And this is like such a futuristic version of 
like topics we've discussed before, like with phantom airships or like with a ghost ship or with or whatever. It's like this is the space version. And I guess that's what we would naturally get as hum- humanity progresses, right? Mm-hmm. If we colonize different places off of Earth and stuff, there will be like old transport ships that people find. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the freighters left floating in the middle of the Pacific. It'll be like that, but with... Yeah. You know, people trapped in vessels in space. Oh, still. God. Oh, well, hopefully, hopefully not people trapped, but maybe just like cocooned ditchings of vessels and right. out of commission, whatever's and mm-hmm. out of dates and all that kind of out thing. Out of dates, <laughs> you know, past <laughs> days. Just space garbage. Yeah, just just harmless. I clearly know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. Oh man. So been through hell and back, like you said there. Yeah, we get that that line. But even despite that, they're able to connect. So they link up with this thing, and of course they have to go explore and see what's going on in this vessel. And it just gets freakier from there. Um, Because obviously they don't find anyone on, at least immediately, (laughs) they don't find anyone on the vessel. No. They just find, it's pretty hot, I think, when they first board. They're, They're like, you know. That's the weird part. So like. There's not. Yeah, so it's freaky for one because it shouldn't be there. The The spaceship shouldn't be there. At all. And then as soon as they board, it was like the temperature was reading, I think it was 106 degrees is what they said it was reading Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. And there's no, but there's no power. So it's like, there's no way that this place should be this hot. It can't be this hot. You're on the dark yeah. side of the moon. Their, their vessel was freezing. And not to they mention were, there's all this water. Yeah. Which is also very bizarre. <laughs> What's going on uh-huh. here? And no one, no one to be found, right? So mm-hmm. you get that quote from, I believe it's from, um, so this is, the, I mean, it's a very small cast, really small cast, but actually a couple of recognizable faces. They weren't names that I recognized, but if you enjoy this era of paranormal and sci-fi films, you'll definitely recognize a couple of the faces from this. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's 100%. one, two, three, four, five, six. I think there's only, s- there's seven or eight members of the cast. Mm-hmm. Giles is sort of the main character. He's the young, the young blonde guy who seems to have the, you know, kind of the, the best head on his shoulders. Yeah, I feel like he's been in a couple episodes of Murder, She Wrote. Uh, Paxton is the older guy, and then the main, yeah. the main played by Joe Turkle, right? And he's then the captain familiar. is is Captain Flynn. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of the he's the impetus for like all of this going sideways at the beginning because he's the one who boards the craft initially to kind of check things out along with who goes with him again? I think Giles. Him and Giles, Giles goes go. with him. Yeah. So yeah, once they board the ship initially, just the two of them, Giles and Captain Flynn, this is where it gets, starts to get extra juicy paranormal. This is where the the phrase hell or space, shout out to the Kryptonaut podcast, <laughs> really comes into effect. Because they make the comment off the bat, one, that it's ridiculously hot. How could it be this hot? There's no auxiliary power because you're in space. It's friggin' cold. So mm-hmm. that makes no sense. And then even more sinister and mysterious, they make a comment about how there's an abnormal uh, abnormally high reading of sulfur mm-hmm. in the air and you can smell it and they could they could taste it yeah um once they had gone back over to the other side that's that's strange like otherwise everything was normal mm-hmm. and flynn makes the comment looks like we have water damage how the hell is there water aboard the ship yeah. I, I guess you're thinking like that's correlating to the to the water the temperature Maybe. and the water somehow but Steaming still that doesn't that doesn't or... make sense like because where's the moisture coming from yeah. to begin with right and then, of course, they have the only, quote-unquote, what they think is may- maybe a survivor at first, but then it's just a body recovery. It's a, yeah, body. It is a perfectly intact body of one of the presumed, presumed crew members mm-hmm. go- named uh, Michael C. Gautier. Mm-hmm. And they bring this 
body back over to their ship because they're like, well, I guess we can't leave it. I, I don't know. They're thinking that's the noble thing to do, or they think like maybe this guy's even. Well, they have to investigate. Right. I mean, and they got a doctor on board. They technically so have a doctor well. on board, Doctor Dreyfus. Because it's bizarre. This guy, he basically drops from the ceiling. And he's all bloodied. He's got this huge gaping Well, that was another thing. Of, yeah, and I'm like, what is the symbolism of that, right? Mm. He's literally, like, pinned to the ceiling almost like in a... Oof. Was he pinned, though? I mean, it seems <laughs> like that. Like, he was hanging from the ceiling, like, hanging mm. from the from the rafters, from, from chains or whatever. Yeah, and then he falls. And it was the same thing with a later casualty down. as we get into the film. Mm-hmm. But he drops down and, like... I don't even know what that reminded me of. A couple of different things. Oof. Jeepers Creepers and the bodies pinned to the ceiling in the lair of the creature. Yeah, and also just like how... Heret- yeah. Where they're like crawling on the yeah, ceiling. Yeah, crawl- like something demonic crawling on the ceiling. Definitely also there was, there was that <laughs> reminder of that as I well. I don't know, yeah. So they bring this body back over to the ship. This yeah. is bizarre. This, and, and, and of course, Giles is wondering what the hell's going on. There's no way for them yeah. to figure out what's going on other than to ask their computer system their database exactly. to, to try to run a check on the ship, basically. So they have their doctor doing the autopsy or p- attempting to perform an autopsy, Dreyfus. And um, and then meanwhile, yeah, he goes and questions Leslie, the computer system. So this is, <laughs> this is a fun part of this movie. It classically, it felt so much more 80s. And I always like to say, you know, this was filmed in 1990. That means it's an 80s movie, okay? The first the first two to three years of every new decade is just a continuation of the previous decade. So this is such an 80s a movie. A distilled version exactly. of the decade before. And they literally have a, 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 a anthropomorphized computer system. Is that how you would describe it? Uh, a, a, yeah, a, I where would it's, say so. The computer itself is built to resemble a human woman. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming the actual, like... Uh, what I, I'm so not a techie person. I'm assuming the actual like, you know, main, the main part. The, yeah, the, <laughs> the main components of the actual computing <laughs> portion are located outside of this robot mm. body. Well, maybe, you don't really see her move. A, so she maybe. moves a little. She's basically it's she's it's this sexy lady tits out, mm-hmm. sitting in a chair, hair pinned back. I mean, sexy, quote unquote. I mean, whatever you think is sexy. Makeup, I think that's what know. it was trying to be she is a little intimidating yeah. like it's like okay i'm still serious i'm a computer got my hair pinned back but just full cleavage mm. and uh i don't know who designed that the computer lips, for the ship the... oh yes we know exactly who designed it it was uh Paxton. joe turkle's character paxton. paxton yeah so he was just real horny i guess the old man of course yeah and he comes across as having some ulterior motives early on because when giles mm-hmm. goes in and starts asking asking leslie the computer questions about what's going on he didn't have access to certain yeah. files because paxton had pre-programmed it to say that he didn't have clearance for it and giles is in charge of the mission yeah he's literally like second in command to flynn and he tells him he's like you didn't have permission to do that yeah. and makes him reverse it instantly right. like in front of him which is kind of interesting so you get kind of shows there's a little bit of you know a little bit of a power struggle going can't on can't trust paxton yeah there's a little bit yeah. of a power struggle there but also maybe it's just like a side plot where yeah this guy built this woman shaped computer and he really just wanted to keep most of that to himself, I guess. Like, he's well, like, this is my creation. Perhaps, yeah, there's some sort of intellectual property that he wants to keep to himself, obviously. Like, maybe there's a bit of, like, it's a... It's a side plot, for it's, sure. It's a bit of a coveting situation as well. But then I think it's interesting, too, because 
Early on in the film, Leslie herself is established as perhaps untrustworthy or questionable. There's that scene where she denies any systems are compromised, even though they're clearly compromised. So it, it, to me, I'm like, is that stemming from her? Is it stemming from her creator? We don't know. Or is, or is it the infiltrating? The entity. Yeah. So it has the, which is an interesting philosophical yeah. conversation as well, because if this is a demonic entity or the devil himself in space, then it obviously has the ability to possess and impact both organic and inorganic intelligences because mm-hmm. this is an AI futuristic intelligence. Yeah, so that's a weird yeah. thing to think. It's like we don't you can even... also be demonically possessed, like a robot. Well, yeah, exactly. And we don't know if it's this demonic entity that shuts down the power for them initially or if that is just a fluke happening and then they happen to stumble into this whole scenario or if it, they are literally just like the mice in the you know, in the maze going slowly towards the trap kind of right. thing. I don't know. Now, re- re- you'll have to refresh my memory a tiny bit here and everyone listening, I hope you get, obviously we're going to put it out there. I hope you guys have seen this. We mentioned that this was going to be on our list of Film Friday, so you definitely got to check it out on Tubi or wherever you can find it. But I'm a little bit fuzzy again on mm-hmm. whether or not Giles had was asking about the ship and learnt about the Bermuda Triangle at the same time he then sees the next very disturbing scene, which is when you've got... Right, Go- right, so you've got Gauthier yeah. that he sees actually physically get up mm-hmm. and assault one of the crew members that is going in the to woman, look on Alex, um, yeah. Alex, who is, yeah, just one of the crew members going in to check on something in the room where this yeah. is supposed to just be a body waiting for a full autopsy, yeah. which... Dreyfus goes and checks this guy out, and he's basically like, he looks like nothing else happened to him other than this perfect triangle cut into his torso, or his abdomen, Mm -hmm. and there's no way it could have been self-inflicted because it's so perfectly cut. And I guess we should have mentioned that off the bat. They bring this body back. This guy, other than the fact that he's clearly dead because of this hole in his body, it's like he's perfectly intact. It's like it had had happened seconds before they found him on the ship. I think we did mention that. Right. I I said it was fresh. Fresh. (laughs) So dang fresh. So fresh. Ziploc fresh. So fresh. But yeah, you know, going back to the whole, like, this whole discovery here, this is kind of crazy because Leslie herself, let's get to that scene because Giles is questioning her about this mission, this shuttle. She gives them information as far as, like, this was, like, about a 30-year-old mission at this point. Um, she isn't really able to give much specifically on the um, Gautier character, but she does give him information on the crew and the shuttle. She says that according to the current records, so this is kind of a funny thing too because I think these records have been altered. Her, what she has access to, she says that the shuttle crew did not exist and have never been registered as a part of NASA's space program, according to the record. Right. Which, obviously, that isn't the case. But it's interesting because eventually we do get more information as far as, like, what happened to this shuttle. Apparently, and this is where we get more Bermuda Triangle aspect here. Yes. Apparently, the shuttle splashed down off the Florida coast in the infamous Bermuda Triangle, and the crew reported as ditched into the Pacific. So that to me, okay, so, and, and, and also I should mention that Gautier was never recovered while the other two crew members were the ones that splashed down. And it, but it was just weird because when he first asks about Gautier, he's like, there's no record of that 
existing or no record of that name. And then he asks in like a different way Mm -hmm. when he's like, who was recovered and who was missing? And when when he asks Leslie Mm -hmm. who was missing, then she says, Michael C. Gauthier and like says Mm -hmm. the name. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if there was some sort of a cover up on the ground too. Right. Like, like they knew that there was this, it's like, there's a whole other side plot to this, to this film where it's very like stranger things. Maybe they were trying to like access this Maybe. Portal that this that Giles is slowly tar- starting to realize, like, is a thing because there's no other way that this ship, A, could be in space, B, be filled with mm-hmm. tropical salt water, and also be extremely hot, even though that part still isn't making any sense yet. Well, the warm water, I guess, yeah. So I guess that we have to get back to that, to the to the part that I, I kind of jumped the gun on, which is Goche, which is the, the devil himself awa- <laughs> awakening inside their ship. <laughs> And showing yes. his true colors and getting some epic quotes. Yeah, I know. This is a freaky scene here. One of the, one of the, just for sheer body horror, I guess, in that sense. But Gautier, like you said. So, okay, we have Giles still in the room with Leslie. He has access to all the camera systems and he sees Gautier get up off the bed, which is probably one of the freakiest moments. Uh, it's, it's, because he sees, you see it from his perspective, like through the um the yeah. surveillance camera and right. he can't really he's obviously in a separate part of the ship can't it's not right anything. there and he sees her essentially enveloped into him he like takes her and he, i guess he has her like mesmerized at this point and he says some yeah you had some quotes here oh yeah well yeah. just just some epic ones so he, he grabs alex alex is freaking out and she's like and he's like, yell as loud as you want. No one can hear you. It's very <laughs> Cenobite-like. It's oh, very yeah, awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Uh, and then she's, she asks, who are you, right? Because yes. obviously mm-hmm. she's realizing that this is, this is something far beyond anything that she's experienced before. And it's, he says, I have many names and have come to take what is mine. It's also very Cenobite-like as well. Yeah, and the whole many names thing, again, we get sort of these first inklings that this is something demonic or perhaps exactly the devil himself in space. That's not hell or space, it's hell in space. Oh, and it just (laughs) makes you wonder. It's like, well, what what does that even mean? Like, it's Mm -hmm. like we think of it as a complete other other otherworldly you know it's so far off it's so whatever but it's like if this thing can kind of just like dip dap dart around wherever it wants with portals <laughs> dip dap dart you know what i mean it's like well where is hell what is hell hell is everywhere it's hell anywhere. is wherever you want right? it to be it's literally anywhere it's at the dmv it's in space <laughs> it's, at it's wherever <laughs> it's at, <laughs> it's at your in-laws dinner the street <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, geez, rough, rough recent experience with Yikes, that yeah good yeah, heavens go there but the freakiest thing about this is like yeah like we alluded to so giles is not really able to come to her assistance but obviously he he tries so he races down to the medical center only to find gautier apparently back to his lifeless self while alex is unconscious on the ground yeah he and and what he the last thing he sees before he jets out of the room to go try to save her or help her is Goche is literally pulling her face into the triangle yes. in his torso. And I think he turns around, he's looking right at the camera. Yes, as he's holding her face inside. And and I'm thinking so obviously there's like a possession aspect to this movie where yeah. like this this creature is inside the body of the former uh, c- crew member of the sh- of the NASA shuttle ship, mm-hmm. Goche, and now he's just functioning in that body. Mm-hmm. But there's like this, there's just so many connections to the triangles. Like, I don't even know, dude, I, I can jump ahead here for, for a second. Yeah. It's basically like, 
this idea that there's the trope of the connection to the Bermuda Triangle. So Mm -hmm. that's the first part of it. This guy has a triangle in his torso. Giles is realizing that the splashdown of this ship was in the Bermuda Triangle and the bodies recovered, yada, yada, whatever. Goche was not, all that stuff. But then there's also the fact that we're dealing with what seems to be the devil. So there's mm-hmm. like the Holy Trinity kind of aspect to the yeah. triangle. The 666 comes physical, into it. The 666 and the physical symbol of it in the torso of... The, of yeah. So he's pulling her face in and it's like... It's like a portal within a portal because it's like he got there via a portal from the Bermuda Triangle. Now you've got this like hell portal in your torso of this corpse that you're using as a vessel to then suck the soul out of this (laughs) woman and whoever else is next, right? Mm -hmm. It's weird. It's a weird literalization of it, of the whole It's just triangles upon triangles. It is. Triangles and... But the... Yeah, exactly. Triangles and the triangles, man. It's like a whole, like, prism, kind of, if you picture it literally. And they do show it quite effectively in their little graphic. They have a digital rendering. And, yeah, so if you guys can picture this, like, listening, like, two globes... Set so apart like the from moon, each other. The moon and the earth. Right. And then there's the Bermuda Triangle on Earth and a there's a physical the three-dimensional prism connecting the two of them between those two. It's like a big beam. Disparate locations. Yeah. Does it just happen to be the dark side of the moon? Is it always this area centrist B40? And you they're know, just playing on that because it sounds like think, hell. Like it's cold. It's whatever. Well, that, yeah, totally. You know. And it actually kind of well, makes sense. If you think so of it as sense, less but. of a triangle and more of a prism <laughs> connecting two endpoints. That makes sense for all of the plane, uh, dis- you know, like all of the anomalies above the actual ocean itself. Okay, so you how, know what I mean? how freaky would that be if you're in space in what's supposed to be the future 2022 on a <laughs> on a mission and you just run into like, you run into like Flight 19. Yeah, And exactly. they're just floating through space. Yeah, yeah totally. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> Anyways. Yikes. Freaky, man. Okay. All right. Okay. Should we get back to the film here? Let's get back to the film here. Okay, um, so we've had okay. So Alex is unconscious now. The you know suspicions are swirling around amongst the crew. Yeah, no I love one really how you wrote this. I'm, I'm sorry. I love how you wrote this here. Like then Alex's face gets sucked into the triangle wound in his torso <laughs> with in. three exclamation marks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. It gets sucked right in. Meanwhile, though, while this is happening, we have Flynn, the more like senior sort of like co. He's the ca- captain. He's the captain. He's, he's the captain. I guess, yeah. yeah. And then Giles is the second. Giles is like the, seems to have some sort of military background, slash is captain, mm-hmm. slash, like, he f- like, just, yeah, generally in charge to some extent. Exactly, I don't know. yeah. So they're kind of like, you know, they're the two whatevers. But Flynn decides he's going to go back, so he's over on the shuttle again. And he discovers one of the cavities is literally full of seaweed and sea water. Right. And so, again, we have another confirmation. This is, like, highly unusual. What the hell really happened here? He's in the middle of reporting to Giles that he's in a, quote, goddamn fishbowl, end quote, uh, when the comms is cut short by him crying out against some unknown sinister foe. Yes. So we don't know at this point if Flynn is in or out of the picture. He might have just been uh, enveloped by the devil himself. So... Yeah, let's go back to the ship again here, because we have <laughs> with the classic. This always seems to happen in films like this. And it's in confined spaces, or it's in whatever. It doesn't matter how much space you have. Everyone seems to want to separate. 
Why yeah. do we have these separations? And then no one trusts anyone. Yeah. Like even, you know, we have Giles and Dreyfus, the doctor guy that have their own thing. But even before that, there's Giles and the doctor guy. What's his name again? What's his character's name? The doctors? Uh, Paxton, the, the guy that created Leslie, the scientist. Yeah, whatever. scientist, whatever guy. Yeah, no, is that just like a, is that just a classic sci-fi and horror trope where it they is. need it to happen? Because would that ever happen in actuality? Mm, I don't would think anyone so. actually split up like that? Happen, I mean, I probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And but you know what I I will say at this point though just in terms of reviewing the movie I really liked the sets they're going back and forth between this NASA shuttle that they've attached to because they're trying to like like when Flynn goes back the second time like they're still just trying to get their ship up and running yeah. he's like okay like maybe we can take some parts from their ship he was trying yeah. to get like some special fuses or something so he could bring them back over or run some sort of auxiliary power between the two or whatever because they were getting power on somehow mm-hmm. miraculously on this other ship like yeah. he was like oh like okay like some stuff's working we need to I can't remember what it was, but it was take some fuses or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So he's going back over it, but then, of course, yeah, like you just said, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Something horrible happens. Dreyfus and Giles go back, and yeah, like you said, the trope. They split up. Why? Stupid. Yeah. And <laughs> then they don't trust each other. I mean, Dreyfus is kind of like on Giles' side the entire time, but yeah, he's for just the most trying part, to survive. He's a little bit, yeah, a little freaked out the whole time, a little bit trigger-happy almost, but... The, the main, I feel like the main antagonisms are between Giles and uh, Paxton, the older guy. Because I think, again, it goes down to an authority, sort of like, you know, like a battle for power type of thing. And, Absolutely. And, and of course, all these uh, swirling suspicions, because uh, we get our first crewman officially dead, Alex, the woman, yeah. is gone. And everyone thinks, for whatever reason, Giles did, even though there's no real evidence to support anyone doing it. But now everyone's kind of on edge. And uh, Paxton and Jennings, they grab the guns, and everyone's just... <laughs> you don't know who's under control of the beast at this point. Is I think Giles... Or not Giles, sorry. Giles never is. is. I think uh, Paxton is by this point, because we have that scene where... Alex, before she ends up dying, like, they find her with the same cut and whatever. Right. She ends up seducing an unknown crew Gen- member. I think, it, and it's, I think it's Jennings. It's I the, don't uh, know if it's Jennings or if it... You don't actually see his face. No. So you don't know if it's Jennings or, or, Paxton. or Paxton. I think it's actually Paxton. So you basically just have the devil wandering around... Just in Alex's body trying to bang whoever. Slash. Exactly. They, they, he plays dead. And then when no one's looking, they get up and wander around and get the next guy. It's kind of, um, what does it remind me of? It reminds me of something from Super Mario World. Like those, uh, it's the ghosts. When you look at them, they go, they oh hide. And then you look away and then they go after you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's another sort of symbolic thing, though, actually, just, just thinking about it, where it's like Alex is the first one possessed. And then it's like the classic, you know, um, like she's trying to seduce the devil's trying to seduce Paxton mm-hmm. or, or or and or Jennings whoever it is in that scene right yeah. and it's very like of course that's something like a demon would do or the devil would do like use of sex course. as a as this like sinful like oh, way yeah. of getting it because he can't because he just can't control yourself or whatever <laughs> there's there's a lot of like little symbolic things like that in this movie yeah. and I, I think the triangles being being the main point of that mm-hmm. the holy trinity obviously the idea of interdimensionality the bermuda triangle literally existing um mm-hmm. yeah all that kind of stuff which mm-hmm. is really fun it works it, it's fun and the f- film itself has a good pace to it it doesn't keep you like you know i, I liked it at least for that 
But um, we're not we're not finished yet because there's a lot more that comes to happen. And one of my favorite scenes happens closer to the end when Leslie herself is confronted by the devil, and she ends up That's having weird her own really hilarious well slash epic line. Where she's like, "Get away from me, you motherfucker!" <laughs> <laughs> Explicit content. Any kids listening? Make sure you close the little ear holes. Yeah, I will put it on on the on the pre recording <laughs> on the on the label there. Yeah, no, that's a weird mm. scene though because it's like the yeah the AI is literally reacting she to senses. the devil itself. Yeah, she knows, and it's kind of bizarre because how would she be able to sense this evil? It's um, she must be more than just you know just a computer. She must be more of like a android or something. You know what I mean? Like she's definitely well, I guess more that's it. I mean, is it an android? I mean, they they build it as a as an actual shape of a of a human, a humanoid. Humanoid. Yeah. It's, it's just a hilarious little <laughs> side plot that they never actually <laughs> divulge any no. information on for the movie. You know, they don't have to. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, they don't really have to disclose that, do they? <laughs> Amber. No, they don't. <laughs> Ridiculous. But yeah, no, if, once again, we've got this zip, zap, zip, zap going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> Between what? The Discovery and the... <laughs> between the Discovery and between... What's their ship called again? Their ship's mm. called Space Corps One. Yeah. I mean, it sounds hardcore. It's really not that hardcore. <laughs> but yeah, so Giles, he has to go back one more time because the last hope is for them to retrieve the relays, which is what Flynn was going over there yeah. to get. That's what I was trying to remember. Mm-hmm. After their first trip over to try to get Flynn, they realize he's dead. They come back. Amber, you already alluded to this. Nobody trusts him. Paxton and Jennings mm-hmm. have them at gunpoint. It doesn't come to anything, though. They're all still alive. No one shoots anyone, at least yet. Yeah. Um, but when Giles goes back over, Jennings doesn't want this to happen. He's literally thinking, I don't know what his plan is, though. Like, it's like, what else is your plan? You guys are drifting further and further into the dark side of the moon. It's getting cold. You're running out of oxygen. You clearly have an inhuman entity stalking you on your ship. Mm -hmm. And he's just always a problem. Yeah. I guess maybe because he was possessed by the devil at the time. Maybe. Can't be be 100% (laughs) sure. We're not sure who is at this Because essentially what they agree to is that Giles is going to go back over one more time. Yeah. He's wading through the... The swamps of the other ship, basically yeah. the seaweed mm-hmm. and the and the salt water, and he's only got ten minutes. He gives himself ten minutes. He, he gives himself ten minutes. Up. That was the I'm agreement. It's like if I'm not back in ten minutes, yeah, let her have it. Pres- thinking presumably, I guess that whatever is stalking them is on board because yeah. that's where that's where Flynn had just been murdered. Well, exactly. But they are obviously dead wrong. Yeah. It's been amongst the rest of the crew. That's the confusing part. There's a little ambiguity there because there's clearly something still aboard the the Discovery. We've shuttle. watched this three times, and now I'm now that we're actually discussing it for a film Friday, I'm actually confusing myself <laughs> as to the, the tactics to eliminate yeah. a the ship that they think is bad, get the power they need to their ship back to survive, and deal with a. Uh, the devil. It's a, it's a pretty loosely woven plot. I'm not going to lie here. It's well, it's definitely a like, B movie. I mean, it it's very is. much a B movie. It was just <laughs> up one of the one of the better one of the better ones of the yeah, early 90s, I would say. You know. You know, good flow, good sets that were just dark and mysterious yeah. and very very space-like for sure. The acting's not terrible. And I actually just remember, no, I didn't really remember. Uh, IMBD remembered for me, but um Joe Turkle's character, the um 
Paxton guy, he's actually in Blade Runner. That's what I remembered That's him from. That's where he was from. So anyways, it's not gotcha. all B-list actors, really. No, Blade no, there's a couple of notable faces for yeah. sure. But then, okay, so I wrote this in here, though. Like, why would you, why blow it up? Why not just disconnect? Like, why wouldn't it just be like, okay, mm. get try to get back within 10 minutes, and then we're disconnecting this thing, and or then blowing it up? Like, why is it automatically just blow it up? Just because Jennings know. was really wanting to blow stuff up right from the beginning <laughs> of the movie, making yeah. comments about how he was in Nicaragua using all He's, kinds of different guns and stuff and whatever else. whole lifestyle. Man. <laughs> so, yeah, so Giles is back on that NASA Discovery ship. Crazy. He's going through the, the water and the seaweed. He, like, throughout this next few scenes, we have Dreyfus ending up shooting, is it... Jennings or Paxton? Paxton. You sure it's Paxton? He, he yeah, Dreyfus definitely kills Paxton. I he basically saves Giles in the does, airlock because he's stuck between. This how is does all, Jennings die, though? Jennings gets overtaken by the the devil. <laughs> as does everybody <laughs> is, in this film. As does everyone in this film. <laughs> who was, no, I all think right. we've got Jennings and Paxton constantly flip-flopping in our yeah. brains here because I think you have it the other way around. So, yeah, Paxton was possessed. He kills Jennings because he's like, do it, do it, shoot me, shoot me. Mm-hmm. He's like taunting Jennings into doing it. Jennings fires. I don't think anything actually happens at that point. No. Maybe there's a little body jump there. And then it's Jennings mm-hmm. that's possessed. Mm-hmm. Second to last or third to last, rather, second to last, then being Dreyfus, the doctor. And nevertheless, none of this really matters, because all that matters is that the devil's in space, okay? Yes. <laughs> and he's going to get them all. And it seems as if Giles is the only one that really has a wherewithal to figure it out. So let's just jump to that, because there's a pretty interesting scene. We're getting down to the last of the crew here. We've got Dreyfus, who's killed Paxton slash Jennings slash... Whatever. Whoever. It, it's a little bit vague, though. I think there's an interesting cut where we don't actually see what happens, and that's where, obviously, he makes his final jump into Dreyfus. Right. And one of my favorite moments, because it's one of those scenes that it's not action-filled or anything. It's a very slow scene, and if you weren't paying attention in the very beginning of the movie, you wouldn't actually catch the significance of it. And it's when they're sitting, it's just Giles and Dreyfus at this point. They're kind of coming up with their next plan, so to speak, and they're sitting having tea or coffee or whatever, and Dreyfus slash the devil makes the mistake of putting cream in his coffee, which Dreyfus is... Um, I think he says mortally allergic to in the very one of the very first scenes in the yeah. beginning. So that's where we we're we're getting that's it. Giles realizes it's literally him, him and the devil sitting at the table. And I guess another really interesting like part of this entire film, and it's like one, it's a B movie, so it makes sense they wouldn't have the creature shown, I guess. They just make it they leave it all up to the imagination. It's all implied. Because mm-hmm. the only time we actually see, quote unquote, the creature is the eyes. We see some yellow eyes. Mm. I think it is when it is in Paxton's body and he kind of walks into the light. Mm-hmm. And you can see it's got these like monstrous, weird kind of uh like weird shape of the actual mm-hmm. of, of the of the of the eye and all that stuff. And that's it. That's the only time we actually see the the creature itself. It's in always Gautier just inside. Too. You see the eyes in Gautier too. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, what, yeah, what does this thing actually look like? We don't know. I don't know, that was just something It's like I a thought. shape, it's like the thing, it's like a shapeshifter. Yeah, it's just always in something else. Yeah. What is its actual form? Hmm. That's always, that, that's Goes by fa- many forms, many names. Many forms, many names, that's fascinating to me. And you take what 
this is. Well, that's just it. It's like, is this the devil from just the sort of Judeo-Christian, like, you know, history and, and faith? Or is the devil something that is, like, more elemental and more ancient that just kind of just gets applied to different, like, religions over the centuries and millennia or whatever as, yeah. as it's progressed and changed. Intergalactic devils. It's always been the same monsters. It's just different names and applications. I don't know. It's freaky-deaky Dutch. Well, you have to wonder if the Bermuda Triangle strangeness predates Judeo-Christianity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, obviously. Well, obviously. <laughs> of course it well, does. That's just an obvious question. Yeah, <laughs> Why I are mean, we even asking it? <laughs> I mean, if a portal was there, a portal's a portal before... <laughs> a portal's a portal. <laughs> before Jesus. <laughs> quote from Andrew and that okay. is a quote put that on a t-shirt yeah oh man well do we have any final questions any comments we want to make about this film any well I guess just the final scene it's like kind fun. of interesting the fact that Giles basically just decides you know what I'm not going to get out of this I have to blow up the ship along yeah. with the devil with it yeah and you he get that final scene and he goes for it and he has a pretty you know, he's like, if this doesn't work, I'll see you in hell, basically. Pretty awesome line. Mm-hmm. But then the question for me is that, is like, the devil looks pretty freaked out in that final scene. Like, oh, no, I'm going to, like, like a Scooby-Doo ending. Like, oh, no, I almost <laughs> had them all, and then I'm going to get blown up. <laughs> yeah. And that's it? Like, that, you're done after that's that? It. And so that leaves me with questions of, like, A, can you kill the devil with a nuclear weapon. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's interesting. Or is it that it will just shut off the the necessary portal that this devil needs to jump back and forth between, like, wherever the connection is through the Bermuda Triangle and then the the centrist B-40 dark side of the moon hell portal? If he doesn't have a vessel, like, how... Hmm. That's actually a good question. Like, is it... Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if we ever have... Have the, the final judgment day and you have to deal with, you know, demonic entities crawling out of the pit like Hassel Hoska. You just got to use use uh, radiation and nukes, I guess. I guess so. That's the answer. <laughs> nuke him. Nuke him. Duke, nuke him. He won up the devil, man. He got him. Giles. What, what a guy. Unless the next scene, it's like a, it's like a, you know, an unaired scene or whatever they didn't use. It's just Giles in hell. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Well, how else? Like, where else would he end up? Heaven? Definitely not. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, so many other questions with this. I just, it, it was fascinating and so much fun on a paranormal level. I mean, even just the body from the beginning, right? Like you have, you know, like Goche perfectly preserved. It's been 30 plus years. He's just got that sweet demon preservation going mm-hmm. on. And he's been literally laying in, in, in a saltwater brine ship. For three decades, and it's just mint condition. Like, that's pretty... Yeah, that speaks to some patience. It's like, you know, this guy is just waiting for the next thing to come along, like... Well, that's just it, though. It's like, was he, or did he... Or was the connection made because, like, it that had already happened? Like, that line that Giles end up see, ends up yeah. seeing, like, drawn between the two points, like, mm-hmm. on the map or whatever, was that just an open portal? Well, if you think about it that way, in the words of a wise man, I uh, will quote, a portal is a portal. <laughs> a portal is a portal. Portal's a portal's a portal. <laughs> you know what? When I Googled this, when I was like, uh, Bermuda Triangle uh, portals, I literally yeah. just, you know, I was like, okay, let's let's just jump off from there. And one of the first three things that comes up is, of course, a clip from Ancient Aliens from last, I think it was last season, mm-hmm. from 2022. And uh, the quote from it, or the the title of it, is "Time Warp Portals in Bermuda Triangle." Nice. And of course, you know we've we've these are 
adjacent topics like electronic fog, you know, lost time, these types of things. But they do share some similarities to the idea of obviously transporting physical objects from one place to another that don't seemingly make sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We've talked about it with like the idea of stargates and things like that in more sci-fi terms. This is obviously a science fiction movie that just plays on some some, you know, paranormal like topics that are actually like of interest so to speak mm-hmm. um you know planes and ships and different things disappearing or and or showing up where they shouldn't be things like that except they just applied it to the extreme and added the devil <laughs> so, there you go with gotta add the devil for a nice little twist yeah like so seasoning on top. when it comes to this one it definitely isn't hell or space it's hell in space mm-hmm. and also presumably the Bermuda Triangle in 1990, <laughs> or 2022, I should say. 2022, yeah. That's right. And uh, that's all I really have. I, those are my final thoughts on this yeah. film. I quite enjoyed it. Great B-movie. I we really enjoyed it. We hope you guys it. enjoyed it, too. We enjoyed it three times, so that says something. Yeah, that's true. I mean, mm-hmm. well, and we kept on <laughs> arguing about who killed who and what happened. And even after three times, I think we were still a little fishy on it, to be honest. But a little murky. That's okay. Highly recommended. Well, yeah, let's watch it tonight. Let's do it. Dark Side of the Moon, round right. four. Round four coming up. Well, you guys, uh, we just wanted to give a shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you guys so much. I know it's been a minute, but we do have a few that we're going to do for you guys soon. Um, things have been pretty busy in our lives. We didn't say this right off the top, mm-hmm. but we actually are in the process of moving. Yeah. Uh, we're packing up our apartment and yes. going to be moving for the first time ever, really. Like, we've done little moves, but this is the yeah. first big move. Uh, yeah, it's still in province, though. Still in province. Yeah. We're heading over to Vancouver Island, actually, which yeah. is really exciting. Uh, I'm going to be going Beautiful back to place. school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amber might be going back to school, too. Yep. And, Lots uh, of big changes. Big changes. So it's been really just busy and, and tough. There's also a few other just life things going on as well. But uh, we'll definitely keep you guys posted. And being on the island is going to be exciting because there's obviously a lot of fun paranormal stuff out there that yeah. we've, we've talked about already on the show. The Empress Hotel, the Thetis Lake monster has been mentioned, mm-hmm. Cadborosaurus we haven't done, but that's definitely something to be talked list. about. Sasquatch, obviously, sightings out in Souk, BC. Oh, yeah, yeah. we got to get down to Souk and check it out. Exactly. And some other places Lots on the coast. Lots of fun stuff to explore. So we're really looking forward to that. And uh, just wanted to let you guys know, so you're updated on what's uh, what's going on with us and why we're not you know doing the two-week uh, cycle like we've Mm -hmm. we've done in the past we're still just uh wanting to put out awesome content for you guys uh when we're able to so so stay tuned it's going to keep coming from into the portal uh we love all you guys thank you so much and also shout out to a couple of other people that we've been talking about recently we haven't um discussed for a while but matt baldwin shout out to matt um yeah aaron bloom aaron bloom and a few uh, others have supported us for a long long time so shout out to the cryptonaut boys again yeah shout out to the cryptonaut (laughs) boys again we've been listening to uh to those guys while we've been camping and doing a few other things this summer We've been just trying to squeeze in summer, Mm -hmm. get an actual summer for the first time in like a decade. God knows how long. (laughs) I've always been working and doing the show. But uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this. Thank you so much for hopping on for another Film Friday. We mm-hmm. will be back again for more Film Fridays. And, uh, and more as regular always, episodes. And more regular episodes, exactly. Yeah, this was just to tide you all over. So yeah. stay, tuned for, uh, stay tuned for more coming really soon on Into the Portal. Your gateway to the bizarre.